People with a missional mindset are careful to use language that makes sense to normal people, and it helps to reinforce the mission of disciple-making rather than sound like a seminary class or using special language about the gospel that almost no one else sitting there hearing this can replicate in normal life with others. And, and they seek to have their preaching fuel discipleship, not behavioral modification. And in fact, their preaching and everything going on in the Sunday service are all part of discipleship and equipping people for more of the same, making disciples. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, what's going on today, my friend? Another week on Life School. Another another day living the dream. Woo, oh, man. <laughs> living hey, the dream. We, uh, we were just talking offline about this. We're, we, we actually were watching the same thing on Netflix, but it... Different, you know, like different. I watch types. Netflix twenty three hours a day. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we both watched this uh, this episode of the Goop Lab with uh with Wim Hof, who's like this Dutch. I think he's Dutch, like a freak so. of nature. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And it, this is, by the way, uh, the views and opinions expressed about Wim Hof are not that of our you know parent <laughs> company us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but we're not. This isn't an endorsement. But yeah, we we were both watching that Goop Lab thing, which is the. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, her company, it's her company in Goop, Santa Monica, and she's, yeah. I, this is how they learn stuff. Anyway, it's kind of freaky anyway. But yeah, there's this Dutch guy, right? Wim Hof, who yeah. he holds all these crazy Guinness Book of World Records for like longest holding his breath, longest underwater, longest like in cold environments, all this stuff. And he's got this yep. process for how you like hyperventilate yourself and then jump in like ice water. And it, and it, like, he never gets sick. No one gets sick. All these people who do it, like, they just they love it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so I'm like, really? And so the other day I'm like, hey, I, I haven't done it. I don't know how to do it. There's sure, a whole the, process. The breathing and yeah, all, and all that, yeah. I don't know. So, you know, um, but I'm like, let me just, let me just go ahead. When I get done with the shower, I'm just going to whip it to full cold and see how long I've I can done stand it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. It, <laughs> I, so here, here's my new record about six seconds <laughs> yeah about as long as it took me to reach back up and turn the thing off completely or back to warm it was so like back in 2007 hoff set a world record for the fastest half marathon barefoot on ice and snow with a time of two hours 16 oh, yeah. minutes and 34 I, seconds this stuff on youtube with this guy he's he's like got all these people that pay him crazy money and they're marching through like this frozen tundra in their yeah. swimsuits that's yeah. it nothing he does else snoga yoga in the snow yeah snoga yeah i anyway. actually got frostbite once from being in ice like barefoot and this guy's for, I you got there. people walking on coals to get set free you got people walking and jumping in ice and walking on snow yeah man it's like, crazy where's the good news right you know my stepdad <laughs> didn't I feel like good news just that six seconds in the cold <laughs> my stepdad when i was a kid i mean Every single day since I've known him for thirty plus years is is it cold? He sh- he ends a shower cold every single day of his life. It's, no, it's, it's weird. You know what? Um, Tina, my wife's Tina's uh, doctor, actually t- suggested that she do like a hot cold, hot cold, hot cold sh- every time she showers, oh, like so just for something to do with her metabolism and this, that, and the other. I will say this: okay, go into the super cold water, and as long as I could stand it, which was like literally six or 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, you were like, whoa, like you feel like invigorated, like let's go. So I can't even imagine jumping into like an ice, 
like oh, like a lake, lake like that you know and i've had opportunities to and i've denied i've said no <laughs> anyway it's, it's enough crazy, of that enough, no one's tuned in to hear that so <laughs> <laughs> i like it wim hof if you're interested yeah yeah hey so uh, a couple episodes back we talked about how and also why so many leaders who say that they've tried starting missional communities never actually really did start one. Right, they didn't. You yeah. know, they tried religious activities, and maybe their schedule got really busy. But but I know some people and leaders these days have stopped using the term missional altogether because mm-hmm. their people failed at it, and they don't want to bring that up again. It's like, you know, PTSD. It's like a dirty inside. word. Yeah. 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 But today, you want to talk a little bit about having what you call a missional mindset. So let's let's get into that. Yeah, great. You know, you're right. The, the word missional, is it gets banded around. And I even have, like, peers, you know, other people who are considered thought leaders within the industry, you know, sure. or within the church, I guess a better word, um, who's like, ah, missional's dead. Don't use that word anymore, whatever, you know. It's yeah. not a dirty word. I don't think it's actually out of vogue or gone away. Um, it, and it, it's always meant... And missional still means today living radically focused on the mission that Jesus gave us of discipleship, okay? Mm. Making more disciples, being and making disciples. That's what it means to be missional. Not, it doesn't mean getting people to say a special prayer and come to our church services, but missional living is a lifestyle. It's living with a lifestyle of discipleship. And for a church to understand and have a priority and focus on disciple making in everything they do, that would be a missional church. Now, here's the thing though. Regardless of what anyone in particular wants to call it, because I don't really care if we use the term missional or not. Sure. It's not a word that Jesus used, okay? It's not going to find a missional in the Bible. But we get to use it. Yeah. We get to reference things in that way because Jesus did give us a mission. And so that's where it comes from. Anyway, so I don't really care what we call it. But I do want to talk about having, I'm going to use the word, a missional mindset. So you could call it a discipleship mindset or whatever. And the importance of that especially if you're a pastor or leading a community group. And I would say even just even leading your family, because from experience, having a missional mindset with us and our kids, and even like, we just got a, we just got a call from one of the folks we're, you know, coaching right now. And and they were like, you know, this and this and this just happened. And then our kids said, Hey, can we go serve them too? And then how about them? And they said, this was not our lifestyle before. Well, really, we never would have cool. that would have never happened. We just wanted you guys to know wow. the way we live now and the way our kids embrace it. That's all because of our time spent with you guys, right? That's Praise so cool. God for that stuff, right? So, so when we're talking about like a missional mindset, um, are you suggesting that mindset is a, is similar to like a worldview or is it a, a different type of perspective? How would you clarify that? Yeah, I think so. You know, what is the framework you use or the lenses you look through in life as you make decisions or set budgets and your calendar or in this case, equip and train others? Sure. You know, what gets said and done when the church gets together? You have a mindset or a worldview that you look at to, to determine those things. Yeah. What is encouraged when the church gets together or when the church scatters back out into everyday life? All of that naturally flows from the worldview, perspective, or mindset that we all hold. So, and mm. we all have something. So um, having a, a missional mindset is not something that most of us were taught or modeled. Sure. Okay. Not growing up in our homes, certainly not mine, uh, or in, even in the church I grew up in or in seminary, they never talked about it unless I did, yep. <laughs> you know, sure. uh, seriously, like they just didn't. Right. And then it was like, I went to seminary, like sort of at the beginning and sort of early days of missional stuff. And we were actually planting missional churches, Soma communities, right? So, hmm. um, but most of us have not really grown up in that, right? Yeah. We have mostly been given a church growth strategy mindset or a get everyone saved 
mindset or something yeah. like that. But not this idea of a missional mindset, meaning, you know what, I'm going to look at everything in life and how I lead others and how we lead this church and how our family time is spent and budgets and all that stuff through the lens, the mindset of like living on mission. That's that's what we've been given. That's what Jesus has called us to. And it's not like we punch a clock and we, it's, a, it's an hour or two a week or something. You know? Sure. Right? I wonder if it's best if we lay out some of what's this missional mindset is and how having and, and also leading from that perspective actually changes things. Great. Yeah, let's do that. And again, let's remember that, you know, all this is having a mindset that's focused on the mission Jesus gave us, making disciples of him, teaching yeah. them all that I've taught you and how to live in these ways, right? That's that's what this is all about. So please hear all this through that lens. People who have this type of mindset, that's the lens they live with. I think that's my lens. I hope it is. I, and not perfectly, right? I sure. know it isn't, right? Um, now I'll give you 10 things about people with a missional ma- mindset, um, but th- there could be a whole lot more. Um, and this, this aren't necessarily in any kind of perfect or particular order, but this will get people thinking, like, do, do I have a missional mindset? Or yeah. how could I have a more missional mindset, right? I love it. Let's go. Okay, so people and leaders with a missional mindset and discipleship focus, first thing uh, I see is they, they hold a priority in their own lives and families as being a living example of what it looks like and how exactly one lives as a disciple and makes more disciples of Jesus. Hmm. They hold that as a priority for themselves. In other words, it's they know to start that, with you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they know that discipleship's not something just preached about for those in the seats to go and try to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> right? So having a missional mindset starts sort of in the mirror and at the kitchen table. Yeah. Right? You're absolutely right. Otherwise, it's like, no, I go to work and I do I do ministry. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's hard so. to put missional on. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. A person with a missional mindset does not like bifurcate or separate their lives into two parts spiritual and everything else or ministry and then there's my real life sure right you know like they're not separating these two things living like what we call with spiritual schizophrenia but they they radically reorient their lives around the mission and reason we were created and saved making more disciples of jesus but they're not seeing that as like something they sort of put on and put off yep or i do it sometimes but not because it's if imagine remember it's a mindset so i'm at a restaurant and I'm thinking like, I'm trying to help people move from unbelief to belief. Like, I don't know this person. I'm not going to get to like probably, I don't know, you know, walk with them for years and years. Could be that God's got that. But I do want to, I do want to see God glorified in this. So like, I'm going to prefer them over myself. Yeah. I want to like give them a hand. Maybe I'll buy, you know, buy the coffee, the person behind me in line or whatever, you know, sure. I want to, I want to tip so radically that people are like, what in the hay? You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. That all flows from having a missional mindset. Yeah, that's good. And I like reorienting your lives, you know, it's, it's not, like you said, it's not, this isn't something that's super difficult. It's actually the normal everyday rhythms of life that you're just being intentional of trying to move people from belief to unbelief or unbelief to belief. People's like, well, man, radically reorient my life around something. Well, think about it. You've done this before. We've radically reoriented our lives around uh, becoming an adult, you yeah. know, uh, getting married. You yeah. radically reorient your life. Kids. Having kids. Uh, yeah. People who all career of a sudden, change. Yeah. yeah, career change. I've radically reoriented my life to driving an hour now, you know, a day yeah. or whatever, each direction. Or um, if you're living with pain or sickness, you have. I've had to radically reorient my life around this because yep. I can't do what I used to do or whatever. Yeah, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. But a person with a missional mindset does that around discipleship, right? Yeah, okay. That's good. All right, Here's, three. Three. Um, Person with a missional mindset uh, and a discipleship focus make time for people over programs and activity. Hmm. Yeah, big. They even schedule time with people and neighbors and people of peace and their community and other leaders. Meaning, I'm not going to try to fit it in 
you know, when I can serendipitously, sure. but I'm actually putting it in my calendar because it's a priority. It's I'm living through that lens. And so, you know what, you know, what goes on your calendar? Important stuff. Yeah. Stuff you care about. Yeah, I don't want to miss that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Stuff that matters. You know, I put all kinds of stuff on my calendar because I don't trust myself to not get like shiny object syndrome. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I literally for years I had on my calendar, pray for Tina every morning. I just put it on there. Really? Yeah. I want to think I would, you know, but guess what? Sometimes I don't remember. So like, yeah. it's important to me, put it on my calendar, stuff yep. like that. Same with like, I'm going to pray what's next Lord for people of peace in my life or the neighbors. So people that have a missional mindset, they actually prioritize that stuff. People over programs and activities and it, yeah. and you can see it in their schedule you can see it in their life yeah it's reflected in their time yeah here's another one a missional mindset a person with a missional mindset is careful to use language that makes sense to normal people and it helps to reinforce the mission of disciple making hmm. rather than you know they sound like a seminary class walking around or sure. they're using a special language about the gospel that almost no one else understands or could or maybe they understand you now but they couldn't replicate that in normal life with others yeah and, and they and they seek to have their preaching, if, they, if that's part of their role in life, fuel discipleship, not just behavioral modification, hmm. okay? The preaching and everything about their Sunday services are all part of discipleship and mission and equipping people for the same. That's good. Yep. Yeah, hey, while you're talking about this, uh, can we can we talk about, it's kind of a throw-in here, but you've got this new coaching opportunity, too, that would would go perfectly with this. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that because it is it is it is my sort of passion heart. And right now we got a new co- new cohort starting up. Yeah, we got this this thing called the Everyday Disciple Incubator going on now, and it's like a cohort together, and um, it includes private accountability coaching, group coaching. Um, you get daily access to me and Tina and a group of other sort of discipleship practitioners and people that are you know doing what you want to do or live. They're already living the life you want to yeah. live, right? And um, you get a private roadmap and yeah, there's, it's, really I don't cool want to get resources. into all the technical stuff, but you know, when you're wondering like, well, how would I live with this mindset? Oh, we can help you with that. Or even when I focus that way, I really don't know how to speak to people about this. Well, we're going to teach you how to speak about the gospel and actually speak good news that sounds like good news to people. Or, you know, I'm all in, but my, my spouse is not, or I don't know how to lead my kids in this, you know, uh, or it won't work in my setting, which you can just go back to last week's episode, number 259 with Drew Speroni, who's a farmer in North in California that oh, yeah. shared how totally this actually can. worked for him. And so whatever the things you'd go like, well, probably not. No, you know what? We're going to help you solve that. I and mean, we really can. So yeah. yeah, thanks for asking. That's a passion. That starts up in April. There's not a ton of slots because we give so much of our time. People have literally daily access to us. Um, I yeah, think the only thing would be better is they'd be coming and living here, you know? Which you're welcome um, to do. But yeah. if you want information, you can get that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And if nothing else, just get on a phone call with you and see if it yeah. if it makes sense. Yeah, check out the information. Drop me a little bit of your info and, uh, and just let me know. Yeah, like, I'd like to hop on a call and talk about it and let's do. That's great. All right. All right, man. Number five. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Um, a missional mindset's always looking for how we reproduce ourselves and what we've, you know, and what we've learned and believe, I want to produce that into the lives of others. Yeah. And then it helps others actually function that way too. So it's not just, I want to make sure I teach people, but I want to make sure that they're actually passing that on. So yeah. I see that showing up in their family. I see that showing up in their kids, yeah. in their missional community, in their small group. Yeah. Like I see it going out, right? And a person with a missional mindset seeks to develop leaders among them rather than hiring people from the outside to come in and do a job, quote unquote, yeah. a job that Jesus actually called all of us to enjoy and employ. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I can tell like someone's like, 
got a missional mindset because they're raising up leaders. Hmm. They're taking normal people full of the same spirit, the power that raised Christ from the dead, and they're pouring into them and, and, and seeing that their selves replicated in those people instead of just going like, well, let's get online and hire that. Yep. That's no, business. Right. That's not God's family. Raise them up from within. Yep. All right, number six. Okay. Um, people with a missional mindset stay clearly focused on the one true mission, making disciples. And, and this is over and against attendance and buildings and budgets, right? The, right. Three, bu- the three Bs, butts and buildings and budgets. <laughs> yeah. and, and what they, they count and actually measure and monitor different things. Different things look like success to them, like the number of disciples being made. The amount of people now starting to walk in the ways of Jesus as they're coming to faith in him, sure. right? Gospel fluency on the rise and growing. Uh, the number of relationships that are being made amongst the people in the body with not yet believers so that the gospel is now leaking into all kinds of people, right? Yep. And you can go and check out uh, an episode we did called Is Your Church Successful? New Benchmarks. Yeah, that's good. And that'll give you a whole bunch of like other things that a missional leader or missional church would actually start to measure instead of just, you know, attendance and buildings and budgets and all that stuff. Yep. Right. So the missional minded people and leaders, that's, they, they focus on different kinds of measurements of success even. Okay? Yeah. I, I believe that, man. All right. Number seven. Number seven, a missional mindset in a person is always looking for who we can send versus how many people we can attract. Oh, interesting. That's good. Right? How many people are we sending out to start new communities uh, that are multiplying and turning into new congregations? How many people are we sending out to even other countries or cities because we've watched their lives and we've poured into them and we've seen them make disciples who make disciples and multiply community instead of just thinking, man, I, I, I'm keeping them and I wish I had five more. You know, it's like yeah. we're sending them. So they're a missional mindseted persons is way more focused on sending than attracting. Hmm. That's yep. so good. Okay. All righty. All right. Number eight, um, person with a missional mindset, um, are, they're willing to thin the crowd. Okay, once in a while, hmm. meaning like they'll, they're willing to focus on the people who are like yeast in the dough, giving their best time and attention to those people who are longing and hungering for Jesus and his glory, hmm. right? To, and they're wanting to see that expand in their own lives and families and others. And so that's who they spend their time with. There's, they're not worried about like, I got to get everybody on board or we can't do it. Sure. Right. And And, and they're not even worried about maybe stronger challenges that thin the crowd. And, and I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I see it all the time. People with a missional mindset and leaders and pastors who are leading this way, they usually do thin the crowd. Yeah. They usually see their, their numbers initially mm-hmm. kind of come down because people don't want to be challenged to actually live this way. You know, well, you know, what's funny too, is we always look at like, I mean, I've worked in many churches and you have two and it's always like, well, healthy things grow, healthy things grow. Yeah. But there's also pruning, which is a, Cutting back, which is essential to, to flourishing. Growth. Absolutely, yep. yes. So sometimes exactly. that has to happen. That's right. And so uh, that and, might look like, you know, I don't think these elders are actually on board with making disciples. You yeah. know? Like maybe we these aren't the elders to lead the mission. Or, yeah. you know, like you're only giving your time to like a handful of people, it seems like intentionally. Yeah, like yeah. Jesus did, yeah. you know, right? Well, yeah, but what about these people who aren't into this whole discipleship as a lifestyle thing? Listen, the more we pour into people who are, that I call them like the yeasty people, right? In, yep. The yeast in the dough. The more people that we have then amongst the dough that are yeast, right? Yeah. We're going to see more growth actually. So... A missional-minded person gets that, and they're not afraid 
of thinking, well, some people are leaving, they don't like it. Get, they give their self and they give their best efforts and attention and emotional energy and all that to multiplying the few who will multiply a few more. And, and listen, you're going to get to exponential growth that way. You really, really will. Yeah. And it, you know, I would say too, though, this doesn't always look the best when you're doing like forecasting of church growth. And it might actually feel even a little counterintuitive on the yeah, surface. It does. But focus on fewer people to actually reach and transform more people. And then the multiplication, the two becomes the four to the eight to the 16, rather than just adding it's one crazy. or two here and there. You know, like small is big, slow is fast, right? That's the book I wrote. Yep. The third line of that that didn't fit on the cover so the publisher wouldn't put it on there is, is multiplication wins. Huh. Right? Yeah. Small is big, slow is fast, but multiplication wins every time. Like if you multiply yourself, yep. you know, every time. Yeah. So, okay. Number nine, a person with a missional mindset is continually growing in their own gospel fluency and they hold a high value for helping others do the same as they are together. Right? Yeah. So they're together moving from unbelief to belief in the gospel. So that means they're letting their own growth and, and unbelief and weirdness and fears show. And they're showing how the gospel's replacing all that with grace and good news. And, th- and they hold a really high value in helping others learn that language too. It's good. You're right. That's so good. A person with a missional mindset's not, it's not do to be like we've talked about. It's not just do, 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 do more, do more, do more. No, it's like, Let's let the good news replace all that fear and weirdness and all. Yep. And so a person with a missional mindset knows that and they get after it. Yeah, it's good. Right? It's a priority. All right, the last one, man. All right, last one. There could be so many more, but a person with a missional mindset looks to have people around them that are different than them. Hmm. Not just, I'm, you know, affinity club, right? Yeah. Because they, they really believe that together we're the body of Christ and that's how disciples become mature, not just hanging out with me, not one-to-one with that old buck in the church, but no, you can't actually make mature disciples unless it happens in community. Remember, no one of us are Jesus alone. It's a body. We're the body. And so people with a missional mindset look to develop and share leadership with people who aren't just like them, including they're looking for who are the apostles, who are the prophets, who are the evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, you know, Ephesians 4 stuff right among us and i don't fear those people i don't marginalize them because maybe i'm just one of those maybe i'm really into the teaching thing or i'm i'm really you know into soul care or, or whatever it would be sure but knowing that this is how jesus intended and gifted his church to function across all those gifts that's how we grow to maturity a, mission, a person with a missional mindset, they, they accept that. And in fact, they embrace it. They go for it. Hmm. They're not just looking to build a crowd of, you know, yes men and women who lead just like them and love what everything they say and they're happy with the status quo. Sure. They don't run off the prophets and apostles among the family, <laughs> right? They yeah. embrace that because Jesus said, these are the gifts that are going to help us grow to maturity and unity yeah. and health and vitality and all those things we want for our churches. So, yeah, there you go. That's, there's 10. Woo! And Love it, man. There could be probably 100 more, but... And I'm sure this feels like a fire hose to people. So if you're like, hey, I need to go back and <laughs> and, and listen to that again, uh, don't worry. Like, you can go back. Take don't your worry. time working and, through it. And again, you know, like, I'd love to help you with this stuff. Like, don't stay stuck. Don't just make no choice. Making no choice to make a change yeah. is making a choice, right? Yeah. So if, you, you know, if you're interested and want to learn more about the Everyday Disciple Incubator... That thing's that's starting up in April, and you want to walk with us, get some you know personal sort of one-on-one and group time, and get growing your gospel fluency. Learn how to help motivate your own people to live on mission. Yeah. Learn how to start modeling this, 
as a family, maybe you and a couple other couples. We do like a pilot group program where like, you know, like a pastor and his wife and maybe a couple other elders and their wives and maybe a single gal or single guy in the community. We'll, we'll coach you all together. And we'll, we'll like, we'll incubate a group that then can replicate that and sort of wave that flag and model that within your church. Like consider that, right? Yeah. At least jump online with me, learn more about it. Let's get on a phone call. First okay? step is one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. Yep. There you go. I'd love to do that. It's, it's the passion of our lives. Awesome, man. Hey, let's get to the big three for this week because time's running out. Yes. As always, we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. If nothing else, things that we don't want you to miss. And by the way, you can get a free printable PDF download of this week's big three by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Uh, plus, um, you're going to you're gonna throw in also here on the on the show notes, the 10 Missional Benchmarks Guide, Test, yeah, and Assessment. Yeah, link to that. Yep. Yeah, awesome, right? Yep. So we're giving a ton away. <laughs> 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, don't miss these if nothing else, okay? Though we may not have been raised or taught to have a missional mindset, it's something we can develop and pass on to others. Hmm. Language creates culture, okay? Yep. So how do you speak about Jesus, his Father, our Father, and the Holy Spirit? You know, what do not yet believers who know you, what do they think Christianity in the church is all about? Hmm. And when people look at your life, life of your family, your marriage, the rhythms of your life and your priorities, do they see someone who has a missional mindset or do they see something else? It's good, man. It's a great question to ask. Okay, uh, you can hear the prophet coming out of me. Yeah, for sure. I'm just calling people to this because, man, Jesus gave his life that we would live it, right? Number two, don't miss this. Uh, Jesus came and lived amongst us and died in our place that we might once again know his father, walk with him, and then lead others to do the same. Hmm. right think about it go back to the garden that picture walking in the cool of the day god's restoring all things and people and places back to himself okay and it's a part of god's eternal purpose and plan to fill the world with his glory with himself through us living this way all that happens as we radically reorient our lives around being and making disciples of jesus and that'll never just happen sitting in a church building in rows once or twice a week for an hour yeah it's not gonna. It's never gonna happen. I've done it for years, right? Most of us have. Yeah, yeah. I, me too. Me too. Yeah. All right, number three. Okay, here we go. Last but not least, um, listen to, and this is sort of the hands part of this. You know, I go head, heart, hands all the time with the big three. This is sort of like, okay, here's how you get actionable. Listen to and discuss these ten missional mindset perspectives with your spouse and or others that you lead. You know, with inside yeah. your church or community. Um, if you're on staff at a church, you're a pastor, listen to this. Like, be bold. Like, di- listen to this episode and discuss this with some of your staff or your elders, right? Sure. Where is your perspective and therefore how you live not in line with Jesus's, you know, one mission and purpose for all of us? You know, and, and I'm not saying like you can't force this to happen to yourself, but pick one or two things that jump out at you and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a new missional discipleship focus and perspective and the words and abilities to lead others into that. Hmm. Okay. Please don't continue living with old and wrong perspectives that are not in line with Jesus mission and commands to us. Jesus worldview and mission, right? Like yeah. just don't stay there. Like don't say, well, that's what it is. And I don't know any better. It's like, please don't, you don't know. Let's live the life that God's called us to. We get to, that's what we're about. That's what we want to help people to do. And so, and again, if people are listening right now and going, man, I really need to make, take that next step. It's worth just getting on a phone call with you and seeing if this incubator, the everyday disciple 
incubator is going to be a, a good fit for them. And they yeah. can do that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. Yep. Thanks, man. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, time's up for today. But next week, we're going to talk about how and why pastors can and should probably stop doing 80% of what you're doing today. Whoa. If I'm a pastor, I'm like, whoa. Sign me, me up. Yeah. I want to stop doing 80% of what I'm doing. <laughs> we're going to give you some tips Freedom. and tricks. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna make I it don't more know about up. tips and tricks, but <laughs> yeah, man. We'll, again, maybe the prophet me is just gonna be roaring again next week. All right, <laughs> yeah, the roaring prophet Caesar Kalinowski, <laughs> the angry prophet. No, I'm not angry. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Oh,